This is the last thing we need. friend remember that part in anchorman 2 boot sky rockets <laughs> in flight afternoon delight <laughs> ah yes 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 the last thing we need we are back here with another installment on this fine friday afternoon it is hotter than fucking hades out there right now man it is uh it ain't pleasant I'll tell you that no, no, it's it's tough if you're working outside. Stay hydrated. Drink plenty of Miller Lite, where it has the same great taste, less calories. Well, unless you're out in, like, somewhere north, like, let's say, for instance, Minnesota. It's not that hot in Minnesota. Or if you're in the Colorado. Not that hot in Colorado. In Texas. Do they call it the Colorado? Like, I, the Olive Garden? Yeah. I think so. Sure. I think it works. Yeah. How's yeah, yeah. That's the thing about podcasts. All right. You could be anywhere listening to this. This isn't live and local. In fact, it's not live and it's not local at all. And we flop. Just like I just said, how, how are you? How, how's your week? And you just kind of just went with your thing. Uh, it, it is good. My week has been good. <laughs> all right. That's I good. think we should start documenting time and day. On, on this podcast because it does live into perpetuity. That is true. Today is... June the 10th, 2022. Yes, the year of our Lord, 2022. We're here. And we are here. So if you're listening to this in the ether out there somewhere in the metaverse, uh, you know, 50,000 years from now. So new, I wouldn't call it metaverse yet. It could be. This could be listened to in the metaverse somewhere, I'm sure. I guess you're right. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe there's a whole little nightclub of last thing we need going on. Where they just stream our show the entire time in the metaverse. We have a jam-packed show today, though. We do. We have a lot to get to. I have a lot of content for you and a lot of stuff I want to talk about. Can't and wait. you have a lot of stuff you want to talk about. Can't wait. Yeah, go, go ahead. Let's get into it, though, with your original question of well, how was your week? Well, mine was good. We got a little bit of bad news. We thought for a minute young Eli was going to be back with us. Oh, I know. I had a song for him and everything. What was it? Three is a magic number. Oh, I had one better. Yes, for you. it is. I was gonna bring him in. It's with a the, magic number. I was gonna bring him in with the Return of the Jedi song. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, no, he will not be returning. Three is not the magic number. There is no Jedi here. These are not the drones you seek. No, these are us. This is the last thing we need. <laughs> you like that? That's how we do it around here, huh? Huh? <laughs> Man, what a what a wonky week, huh? We started out, you know, last time since we talked, I've uh, become a champion, undisputed. That's what I've heard. An undisputed champion. I've become uh, that. We've had some crazy stuff that I've learned in the sports world. You've had a hell of a sports week to be a Cleveland fan, huh? Yeah, it's it's been. We're actually going to talk some Cleveland sports today. Yikes! Yikes. Today, 
Tough time to be a Browns fan, if you ask me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. yep I don't yep. know if y'all have a quarterback anymore, man. You know, I was talking with, are we going to get into this? Oh, we will, but all, all, you can get into it now. All feels right in the world, you know, because I feel like when the Browns don't have a quarterback, that's when the world goes around, you know, because that's just typical. Well, that's actually just happens to be your age. Yeah. And it seems like that's the normal. It is. You know what I mean? It like, is. That is what you've experienced throughout your life. What are you, 24 years old? 25. You're 25? Yes, sir. So in 25 years, you can count on one season where the Browns have had a good quarterback. Two seasons, maybe? So that maybe, seems yeah. like the the status quo. Yeah. So it's a, it's a comfort level for you. Mm-hmm. All seems right in the world when there is fuckery afoot at the quarterback position yeah. with the Browns. Yeah. There's a lot of it. But I was talking with my uncle. Shout out, Josh. Is he a funkle? He is a Funkle. Heck yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's a good guy. He lives up in the uh Washington DC metro area. And we were discussing Deshaun Watson just a little bit. And cuz he's a Browns fan. He married into this. You see? Oh. My aunt, it's it's yeah, my yeah, dad's yeah. sister. So he married into the really tough, Right. And tough so he time. he but he married I don't know. They got married in like 2008 or something. So it's been a while. He's he's not new to this. I'm here for it. So we were talking Browns and and we were wondering do you think so? There, there's now been 66 accounts of Deshaun Watson visiting a massage. There's 66 therapist. Counts. I thought it was 22. It's 22 different women. Oh. I believe it's 66 different times. Okay. Something along those lines. Okay. There is a number floating around in the 60s, regards to this situation. Dude, he's like a year or two older than me. That's a lot of scheduling. And I'm like, I've only had maybe four massages in my life. <laughs> That's that is a quite a humble brag. I'm just saying, and I know he's a professional athlete, but I've only had like four in my life. Well, I don't think you and Deshaun Watson are taking care of your bodies the exact same way. And <laughs> you may be better off for it. That's true. Apparently. Um, well, you know. I would I mean if this has taught us anything, it's let's, let's stay tap away. the brakes on the massage parlors a, a bit here. There was one in your hometown got busted. Yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, let's be real here. There is allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. If you saw the sign on the building. It, <laughs> hand jobs are us. Well, it says happy feet or something like that. I mean, <laughs> looks like one of those sketchy places you go. No, but we, what we were contemplating was, you know, 66 is a lot. What have you done in the last year 66 times? Played golf. Played no guitar. way. No way. Played guitar. I'll give you play guitar. Played guitar, probably not golf. Played Xbox. Because if you're doing it, it's something more than once a week. Xbox, guitar, I'll give that to you. But what event? Sang. What event do you have to go to? You are a musician. You gig. You do these yeah. things. So actually, you know what? You may have 66. Let's throw that out there. You got 66 gigs. Is there a fair amount of scheduling that goes into doing something 66 times? Yeah. Okay. I would agree. I think the Houston Texans are guilty as charged. If you have to leave your house to go do something, and it's 66 times, and it's not your job... There's a fair amount of scheduling to it. Yeah. Do you think in his like Google Calendar or wherever he's scheduling this, do you think it says happy ending massage like Saturday H-J- at 3? HJ's, HJ's every Saturday at 3. Let's go ahead and click the reoccurring tab here. Hey, guys, it's me, Deshaun. I got a HJM today. <laughs> you know that's what he does? Because he went to Clemson. You think he picked up an accent when he went to Clemson? What's up, guys? It's me, Deshaun. I don't think that's Deshaun Watson. Keep going, though. Maybe, Dabo, maybe though, I right? just got to feel it you out. You he called Dabo, though, and he was like, Coach, I'm in some trouble here. 
Oh, Deshaun, you come on down back to Clemson. We'll get you all the happy endings you want and pizza parties, all you all you can eat. Well, Coach, Coach, I'm a, I'm a grown athlete. I'm, I'm a professional athlete. I can't just play for Clemson anymore. Oh, man, that's okay. We'll put you on. You'll be offensive coordinator. It's okay, man. So you're guaranteeing the hand jobs, though? Yo, dude, all the hand jobs and pizza parties you can have. You want us a national championship, you get all the hand jobs. If I have to give them to you myself. You son of a bitch, I'm in. All right, come on back down to Clemson. <laughs> come on to Death Valley. <laughs> That's terrible, Dabo. That's a terrible Deshaun Watson. I do like how that he's... That was more Jimbo-ish to me. Yeah, he's easily hey swayed guys, by a hand job. Jimbo. <laughs> hey, guys, Jimbo here. Hey, man, you know what? I'm pissed off. You know what? You Nick tell Saban. Nick Saban to go kiss my ass. You tell him kiss my ass, and when he comes back, he can eat from the you know, hand that he was fed from, that motherfucker. <laughs> what if he motherfucks him in the middle of a press conference? <laughs> Dude, I would pay. I would pay. pay you know, we're doing things the right way down here at College Station. All right? You know, I got I got recruits. I'm sitting in their living room talking to their mama, and I'll be goddamned if I'm going to have Nick fucking Saban talking shit on my program. We're doing things the right goddamn way around here. We're doing things the right way down here. Now, we're down at LSU. That motherfucker was fucking grandma's, and I'm over here having <laughs> to get the right Whoa. way. That is, not how, that is not how Nick Saban is getting his recruits. Dude. Well, I'm Jimbo, and I saw things you didn't say, damn okay. it. Okay, you know what? You got the knowledge. All you right. were on well, that There's staff. a reason I didn't go coach that guy again. You were on there's that staff. There's a reason. <laughs> Listen, coach, we just want to get to the bottom of this, and you gave us some good bulletin board material. We will. Uh, can I put that in print that he was fucking grandma? <laughs> yeah, he's a granny son of a bitch. <laughs> a granny fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> damn it, dude. I mean, I'll get so damn tired of that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of started going a little a little different at the end there. Oh man, yeah, I got real I got real carried away. <laughs> I got a little too into that, huh? <laughs> Oh man! I like I like fake Jimbo. We I think need that's a bit now. Huh? I like fake Jimbo a lot. I think we need to workshop that a little bit. Fake Jimbo's there. Yeah, that's something. That, we need to have some fake guys. I didn't know that you had fake Jimbo in I your. Got, uh, I got a few fake people, you know, in your tool bag. Yeah, that's got, good. Got fake Jimbo. Well, you got fake. You got fake. Uh, what's his face? Former LSU coach. Coach O. Coach O. So your daughter died. Oh, okay. That that is that's a, that's a rip off. That's a rip off. But you can be like, how you guys doing over there? You know, it's Coach O over here. You know, I've been living it out here in the beach. You know, I'm just really excited to be here. Go Tigers. Go Not Tigers. really go Tigers anymore. I miss Ole Miss, but it's all right. Go Tigers. You know that story of him hollering at that pregnant chick at a gas station is still my favorite <laughs> shit that happened all last season. You want to work out? You work out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the. He's like fucking these ladies and having uh, their kids from the come, Oklahoma drills. come to practice. Like he's like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, go on, get in the drill there. Yeah, go run that Oklahoma drill over there. Yeah, guys, 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 guys. We're gonna stop down the drill here, O'Connor. Connor wants to he's, play in the game. We're going to let... He's now, we're going to be nice old. to Connor here. He's 10 years old now. Take it easy now. Go Tigers. Go Tigers now. <laughs> oh, but shit. You, you some of them boudin balls after now, baby. It feels like a Friday, man, doesn't it? Well, it is. It does. It we does. got Friday beers going. We got time to be here. I wanted to get into something here. Yeah. Talking Break about it wide open. Talking about my championship. I don't have the copy of the paper, but I want you to open up a message I just sent to you. Okay, I'm on Frontier it right Day's now. posted it, and this is what was posted in the paper, I believe. Maybe not the picture, but my name for sure. Last Saturday, me and my, uh, me and my stepdad, Dwayne. Holy shit. What? My mom just sent me an article about a couple getting eaten by a bear. All right, well, that's new. Anyways, carry on. Wow. Carry on. I mean, we're going to the woods soon in Canada. I don't know if I'd go anymore. <laughs> Anyways. Contemplating, we it. go. Uh, we go to Frontier Days in Marietta, Oklahoma. Love County, beautiful Love County, Oklahoma. 
And uh, I go my first time in the morning to the morning session. I've been to the street dance at night last year. But this is a big town celebration. I say, you know what? Dwayne, I'm going to enter that damn egg toss with you. I talked about it all week. I said, we're going to win because my mom's out of town. I said, we're going to win that son of a bitch. And I'll be damned if we went to that thing and we won. And we didn't just win. We won one. And uh, I'm looking at the picture now. <laughs> and We got trophies with roosters on top of them. <laughs> Golden cocks. Golden cocks, man. Go cocks. So I'm I'm looking at this picture, and the best way to describe it is there are uh, three pairings, couples, if you will, but uh-huh. they're not couples. On the right, it looks like there are two dudes, probably brothers. One yeah. might be about twenty place. years old. They're third place. One of, one of the guys is about twenty years old. One of the dudes is like fifteen, yeah. looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In not the middle, not it talented. looks like second place. Not no, talented. They were not good at oh, this. Oh, middle, middle. They were, they were pretty good. This looks like a uh, married couple. A married couple. Yep. Okay, she seems to be a little bit older. Maybe mm-hmm. who knows? That guy. One is, guy uh, caught an egg above his head though, and it broke and all over his hair. Oh, Jesus! And on the left, you see. Yeah, hmm. on the left, you see the, the undisputed, the weirdest stance ever by Dwayne. Yeah, not a great stance for him. What is he doing? That's not how champions stand. Well, we weren't really prepared. I don't think for the picture. Well, even though you're not prepared, you got to do better than that. I know, man. Not great. Not it, a great look. And then where's your hand at? Where's your other hand? Is it on the small of his back? Yeah. Oh, no, camera. So you guys really got close after this championship. Not like that, though. <laughs> this, Not, is a, this, we, is we, this is a great picture. This isn't a Deshaun Watson situation. If you would like to see this picture, I will tweet it uh, out on, on my Twitter, Twitter account. Yeah, on, on at the, LTWN Pod. At LTWN Pod. It is Cameron's Undisputed, world-famous, Love County, Frontier Days we Adult threw that Egg thing, Toss. Man, 30 yards. It was a long throw. Cameron Hobbs and D. Wayne Riley. Now, here's the deal. I've got uh, something I wanted to play for you. I have some audio here. I'm going to credit Pat. Now, there's two Pat McAfee audios I'm playing here today. I do love that show. Shout out. But this one isn't about Pat McAfee. This is just I got the audio from him, so I wanted to, you know, we grew up in school. You got to have a work-sided page. Yeah. And I thought this was a pretty funny segment here. So... I don't know if you guys have kept up with Russell Wilson at all, as I stall to find what's going on here. But Russell Wilson had a, uh, a video put on Twitter by his uh, by his new team, the Denver Broncos, of him doing some promos. The ponies. For uh, an upcoming season that they're going to be having a football. And uh, yes, yes. This is this is how it went. This is how it went. You just I don't know if you've heard this yet. Have you? So, and by promo, you mean like an in stadium little hype video you know when you yeah. go to the state yes, yes, you're, yes, you're yes. in the game and it's yes. like it's third down let's hear now, it Bronco i don't know if you've fans. heard this yet i don't know if you've heard this yet though have you i have okay so just be ready we're gonna run it let's run it let's ride let's ride best one there Broncos let's country. ride that's the one no yeah that's no. perfect Other one, one more time broncos country let's ride Broncos country, let's ride. Not as best. Broncos country, let's ride. Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah. Let's Broncos ride. country. Modulation. Let's ride. Oh, Broncos. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> See the acting teacher? <laughs> now, here's the deal. The last one is what gets me. He goes, Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, like he's about to fucking drop an EP. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we the best music. Broncos country, let's ride. 
Let's ride. Let's freaking ride. I'm Jacket Moon. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, let's ride. Baby, do you want to love me sexy? Or do you want to be like Bronco Country? Let's ride. Bronco's Country. Let's ride. I, you know, and so that led me to this on that show. So that's what they start talking. Very impressive. They start talking. You're just feeding if you know, fodder of what Russell The old cowboy sits in the corner of the Pat McAfee show. Be coming from the team, I don't think. If somebody else wanted to post that, all scenes look at what we do. Let's get, I let's get the hell here. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Set it up. Set it up. Let's more, get right? set it up here. So I'm blanking on the name, but it's not Zito. Zito's in the back, but his other one of the this guys on the Pat McAfee show, which remind it, it cracks me up. It reminds me of the guys I grew up with, just goofy, you know. Yeah, he goes. He should have done it like this, and he, I mean, this is this is outlandish, but I love it. Because Broncos it's worth have more to buy money. The NFT to let's get to a break. Can we just look out for the fucking players on the team? Yeah, yeah. it's gonna I continue. Love to I don't great. see anything Mac wrong. I mean, great, the, the team can't be playing this out there. This. Russ isn't giving them the blessing, but I... can we get which one was your favorite? Ties. No, Ty didn't do it. It was Russ. Yeah. One, one more time. He modulates Broncos country. Let's ride. Run that one more time. Will you please tell us which one? Oh yeah, I will. All right. Can we run that? Uh, I can. I can break down each one probably. Oh, are you an actor? Ooh. Like you? No, I, how I feel about them. Like each AJ? one. Like That's AJ oh. Hawk. Okay, well, we don't have a thing for you to sit on this little small camera side. I here. don't need it. All right. Well, you should come to the office more, Bo. Yeah. It's great to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you. <laughs> Let's go ahead and run that thing. Breaking them down again. Let's ride. Oh, Just warming up. Let's ride. Oh. Broncos. Let's ride. Oh, she cut him off. Yeah, I know. Perfect. That was his best one. He one was more time. Broncos tone. country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Takes instruction well. Broncos country, <laughs> let's ride. Ooh, Broncos that was country, let's ride. That's it for the last one. Hold on. He's Broncos like country. trying to seduce somebody. Let's ride. Yeah. Oh, that last one. Sierra Fire. likes that one. Last Sierra one loves ball. that last one. Yeah. All right, let's get to a break. We'll be back. Just with social media teams, we appreciate your work. You're giving us access that nobody else has. You're making content. It's not easy. We appreciate it. But also, have a little tiny bit of awareness yeah. on. Uh, you know, what could potentially get buried and what could not. Just check with the people that you're putting out there first. Well, it's maybe Russ cool. okay that, though. That's what we're saying. Yeah, like. Russ loved that every second of that. Well, not, it's good with me. So what they're trying to say on this show is that Russell, this is all, this wasn't a ploy by the team. This is a, this is Russell Wilson saying, I want to do something like that. He puts up an act of, of this is me that does something like this. And I, and I, this, this was all Russell Wilson's idea to have that posted with a green screen behind him, where people can take a green screen behind a man as a quarterback in the NFL, and make it anything they want to. And if you've looked on Twitter, if you've been on Twitter, you can see there's some people that have put some most outlandish things behind him in this. Retweet dude. some of that shit. I will. Now that we've talked about it, I will. But I can't find the clip I'm talking about on here where he's like, so basically, <laughs> what's his name? I, I can't blanket of his name. Cowboy hat guys goes. They go, what's your favorite one? He goes, I wish you would have done it like this. Broncos country, let's ride. Just real loud, dude. <laughs> I was driving down the road, about had to pull over. I was laughing so hard at this video the other day. And gosh dang, I wish I would have saved it then. But Have you seen uh, the Russell Wilson Mr. Unlimited? I have not. Oh, shit, dude. So the reason, pull, type that in and pull up a, a video of Russell Wilson Mr. Unlimited. And uh, while you're doing that, I'll kind of set it up. I don't know how most... Actually, I would say this. I know how most people get their nicknames. It's something that's given to them. They earn it in a moment. They earn it through their family name. Mine's Smitty. My last name's Smith. Pretty fucking easy to figure that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it pulled up. But this one is what Russ gave himself, and it might be... Well, you know what? Try your own... When when did this come out? Five months ago? 
a year ago. I think it was before yeah. last season. Draw your own conclusions. I'll let you decide. You hey, guys. Uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. I'm real, real exciting. Yeah, I'm real exciting. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl winning okay, NFL that, quarterback. That was, I didn't know somebody else was saying Mr. Unlimited, though. Mr. 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 Unlimited. If you can find the one that goes longer, it's fucking cringeworthy, dude. And it is, yeah, it makes you just want to throw up. You lose all respect for the guy. I don't know what the guy that you just had on was about to say, but in my mind, it's like, Oh, God, I'd rather my quarterback be running around getting well, jerked off by masseuses than okay. be, being Mr. Well, Unlimited. So then he had other guys out there. Like, he did the, the uh, like, you know, where all the players come in. Well, they were doing they were doing all their publicity stuff that day. Well, he had all his receivers in there with him, too, and he's going out taking videos with me. He's like, oh, yeah, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen that. I know wait what you're talking about. Like, that's not how you talk, Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, Russell, that's not you. You've never been like that. You're like, hey, guys, it's Russell here. How are you? Today? Yeah, let me, yeah. You, let, me throw you, let me throw you a football, you know? And he was now he gets around Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. And now he's like... And now he's, he's like... a gangster. Yeah, dude. And now, now he's, he's like... Russell, not, you're not gangster. Not at all. <laughs> at, at all. I don't I don't think you even know what a gang is. You went to, you went to like a good college... Right, like a like a like a smart college. NC State, uh, Wisconsin, and NC State. Yeah, which Wisconsin's a good university. Yeah. You went well, first off. You went to Wisconsin. Bunch of cheese up there. They ain't slinging dope. I mean, they're probably, Wisconsin. They're probably slinging dope. No, they're slinging cheese, man. <laughs> they're not just slinging cheese, but I mean that's beside the point. It, it, look, you don't, you haven't ever been in a gang either, but you got Netflix. You got you got shit. You could figure out stuff like that. That's not the point. The point is. Is like we all know these people in life. We all know these chameleon type people. Everyone I can. I think he's got multiple personalities. He may. He may. He he said it in that video. He's like, man. Everyone. I, I feel like everyone has to have an alter ego, and I figured out my alter ego. It's Mister 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 Unlimited. Oh, if you found the full one, dude, it's fucking awful. But I don't even want to see it. It's bad. It's really bad. But you know, everyone knows those people that. Well, maybe maybe it was more so when you were younger. You saw this a lot more in like middle school and high school where people would just do what they could to fit in. Yeah. And so they would just adapt to those around them. You know, once you get a little bit older, you kind of uh, walk down your own path a little bit and you're less concerned. At least most people are less concerned with fitting in. You kind of yeah. find your little niche and you are what you are. So, you know? here's, so I went to the rabbit hole. So after seeing the Russell Wilson deal, I, I, you know, I'm up on my Pat McAfee stuff. So... This is not having to do with Russ, but this is another McAfee audio that happened this week that absolutely cracked me up and made my day. So, you know, I said I almost had a pool over that day. If we, as a podcast, don't get call-ins like this ever, I, we, we have not made it because this is the <laughs> greatest, single-handedly greatest call-in I think a podcast has ever received. So let me set the scene for you. Sure. On the Pat McAfee show, there's a guy on there named Boston Connor, big Boston sports fan, real funny guy. Um, he sits at the desk with another guy, and uh, blanket on names, obviously. But Boston Connor is is he huge Boston homer? I mean, just huge. So, and I mean, I'm talking every sport from from hockey to football to Celtics right now since they're in the finals. I mean, everything he's he's in on. So, I'm going to bring this up, 
mute it for commercials because YouTube, you know, they love giving you all the commercials here. But Gotta get the ads. Gotta get the ads. Yes. This happened. This, they just double added me. Yeah, they'll do that, man. The world is full of ads now. They just double added me. Do you have all skip right. ad? Here we go. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Dan in Connecticut. And you've not heard this Lovely yet. Lovely place. I have here not. The Dan phone line. Oh, What's going on, that? Dan? Oh! Oh, what's up, Pat McAfee? Dan, you are too it's young to listen to this show. I can tell through. I think. Well, how old I'm are you? not Dan. I am Owen. Mitt. Owen, how old are you? He's so different. <laughs> I am at eight and a half. Oh, Eight and a half. If you're oh, telling us you're half age, you're too young to be listening. That's a record. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mom, Nick. pal? What do you want to talk about, Owen? Um, I want to talk about how inspiring this show is oh, and how Owen. you're inspiring this whole entire world with how you're talking about sports yes. and how you're talking about your life experience. Thank you, Owen. Owen, thank you. Love I mean, you, Owen. Thank you, uh, Owen. I'm taking oh, And also, fuck Boston. Oh! <laughs> 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 you the best. Oh, oh, you're the best. I want to let Owen know. If you're still listening, Owen, Kiss you're you. inspiring. Best kid ever. Owen, the way you talk about sports is inspiring. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't know eight and a half oh. could do that. That time. Boston Connor, you can see him video. He is visibly shook. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that is awesome. Let's, re let's, let's go back here. Let's go back. And how you're talking about your life experience. <laughs> thank you, Owen. Owen, thank you. Love I mean, you, Owen. Thank you, oh, Owen. I'm taking oh, And also, fuck Boston. Oh! Oh! That is the greatest single-handedly, most greatest audio I've ever seen on a show. That is so wrong. That is some guy <laughs> giving this card to his son. is like, okay, buddy, read this, read this. Okay, now read this one. Now fuck Boston Connor, dude. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Oh, that's so wrong. If you're but saying I'll, you're half yeah. age, you're too young to be on this show. That is such a funny line. If you're saying you're half age, you're too young to be calling on this show. <laughs> oh, but that is good, good quality if content. If we don't ever get a new producer in this show that gets shit on by an eight-year-old or younger or older maybe 10 years old calls in fuck you producer if eli <laughs> were to come back and just yell at eli dude oh god that would be funny some poor kid is out there being uh used for their talents that, that kid that kid was great on the air if you think and about he was it. saying such a nice sweet compliment to the show once you we get the studio back together if, if i threw the math right we could be two years out from really you know have some people call in with the video thing. Maybe less than two years, but if we want to, if we want to give a safe bet of two years, okay. There's a six-year-old kid out there right now with his dad that's gonna start listening to our show. By the time he's eight and a half. By the time he's eight and a half, we're fuck uh, you, Eli. Or he might yell at me. Could be yelling at you, yeah. Just for being a Cowboys fan so hard, I'm just standing him. He could be like, "Fuck you, Cameron. Your music's mediocre, anyway." <laughs> yeah. Right. You were never the case. Can somebody tell Cameron Hobbs he's not that great? It would be the first. No, no. And, and you know what? He probably won't be the last. Same that's thing with true. Boston Connor. You know, that's the problem. So RIP to Boston your feelings, Connor. Uh, Boston Connor. But I wanted to share that with you because I knew you would get a good kick out of that and think of that as one of the most funniest things. No, I do. I do. I love that. I love, I love bit. And that was good bit. So I know that with everything going on in the world that... What a vague statement. Well... I'm setting up something. Okay. Everything going on in the world, 
and the losing of Eli, we we kind of hinted at some things last week. Um, and this is this is what I want to get into. I know, Smitty, you got a long, interesting thing we're about to get into here, but I really have something I need to set up real quick. We have a uh, we have a thing going on. We lost Eli, but we need somebody to help us with picks. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So I've set up something to where we have a we have a call to announce who the new guest picker is going to be for the season. I think we announced it, did we not? Half-assly. Okay. But I uh, I set up something throughout the week since the last episode of really warming him up to the idea and really getting him excited for that and letting the listeners meet our friend. <clears throat> yes, 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 yes. So Do FaceTime. No, no FaceTime. It sounds better. You know, I'm already this far in. <laughs> it's, it's rang once. Twice. Shit. We're, we're too far in. It's too far. Also, I don't know if my battery have enough battery to FaceTime, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. I did not prepare, and my charger is missing from out here. Gonna leave him a message? What? Hello? Huh? Hello? 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 Hey, how are you? Where are you at? I'm on the golf course, dude. Oh, shit. What is wrong with you people answering your phones when you're playing golf? That's what we do. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. D- Dylan? Dylan? Are you okay, buddy? Dylan? Do what? Are you there? Yeah. I only have like two bars of service. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Are you gay? No. Oh. He can hear us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, we just, we want to call. We won't take too much of your time. We know you're probably in an intense match of golf with somebody on Winter Creek National. <laughs> but. Are you on the Live Golf Tour? Uh, this is my audition. It's not going well. Ooh, I wonder what happens if you don't make your audition with the Saudis. That probably doesn't go well. Ooh. Ooh. Scene. Don't want to <laughs> yeah. think about that right now. Hey, yeah, you might want to might want to pull your head out of your ass there, Dylan. Might want to <laughs> might want to hit him straight. <laughs> am, I, am I on the podcast right now? Yeah, yeah, live on air. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot to tell you that. Yeah, welcome in. All right, but, uh, I'm putting all my money on the St. Louis Rams. They're going to defeat the Oakland Raiders. Lock it in. Is that your final answer? Final answer: World Championship. All right. Well, All right. Very we're calling to see because, you know, you are a new picker this year. This is going to be your first yep. time picking with us. R.I.P. Eli. Mm. Do you think you will do better or worse than young Eli this year? I think I will do better. I will tell you, for the Texas high school picks, I will be going solely off of mascots. Very good. 100%. Very good. 100%. I love that strategy. That's not a bad strategy. It's it's not. Um, well, it's the only strategy I have. Okay. Very so. good. Very good. That That's the type of shit that we're looking for. That's the type of ingenuity and uh, advanced thinking that we're looking for out of the gambler. Let me give you a sample pick for high school to see if you would pick based on ma- based on mascot who you pick here. And we'll tell you if you made okay. a good pick or a bad pick. Make one of them Azel. I want Azel. No, no, no. no. Why? Ryan Raiders. Their, their mascot is a Raider versus the Lake Dallas Falcons. Uh, I'm going with Falcons. Ah! It's tough. It's tough. Tough L you just took there. Okay. Well, Lake Dallas. They got to have some athletes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. 
were great. Really good. What well, about the Azel Hornets? Oh. Versus the Guy Lo- <laughs> Lovejoy Leopards. Oh. You just made that. That's not a real school. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Lovejoy is a real town. Uh, they love joy. Hornets, 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 hornets. Yeah, I got to go with the hornets. Over oh! The there it is. Very dumb choice. Very terrible pick. Yep. Love joy would kill them. But, hey, we're going to let you get back to it, man. We know you're uh, you're out on the golf course enjoying it. We have uh, one final question for you, though. Okay, what is it? Are you gay? Are <laughs> No. Are you prepared to accept whatever punishment? It may, and we'll call you to figure it out when you're not on the golf course. But yeah, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. All right. You need to be thinking of to help us because beer mile is outdated. Loser of this season has to get addicted to crack. <laughs> it's probably not the best for my. You job, already, you already said you're all in. You already, you already said it. You already locked it in. You did say you're in. <laughs> Loser has to try crank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we'll That's let you go. All right, man. Hey, take care. That's Dylan. I'll see you guys. See ya. All right. Man, that was a great guest. All right. He's going to be our guest picker. First guest of the year. We got our guest picker involved. I'd love to, uh, yeah. A loyal needer. That could have been you. Is there a chance that he can call us? Because he, he works in radio, right? No. He doesn't? No. But he could call us via however we need Okay, I was going to say if there's a way he could call us from a studio. I could get him to FaceTime us next time, though. It'll come through clear. FaceTime comes through way better, I learned, than Zoom or anything else. Sure, sure. Yes, sure. (laughs) I I was agreeing with you. I was agreeing with you. All right. All right, right, now that we're on the same page there. Now that we're on the same page, Smitty, you know, I've seen you vigorously highlighting. I brought my own uh, Sharpie highlighter. B-Y-O-H. Smearguard highlighter today. Without any further ado. Hailing at a six foot two inches, right? Mm. Yeah, that's pretty generous. Six foot one inches. Six flat. Six flat. From Lake Dallas, Texas. Makes a noise. For the undisputed champion of supporting a quarterback that got way too many hand jobs, Smitty! Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for the introduction, Cameron. Thank you, Needers, as we have ourselves our first edition of, I guess we could call it the High Dive. This is our first High Dive of, of season the season. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a High Dive is where I uh, take a look at something, I dig deep on it, and see if I can teach you guys something that you may not know before you tuned into this podcast. Tonight's a fun one. It's not very educational. It's more storytelling. Cameron, I am very excited to tell you about this because you often give me a little shit about Cleveland sports. Yep. As last week we detailed the fact that I am no longer a Cleveland Indians fan. Yep. Guardians, they got the best of the Rangers, though. In fact, yeah, they did. In fact, the Cleveland Indians don't exist anymore. That's right. The Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians and the Rangers played this week, which was the first week of June. Now, Cameron, this is not the first time that the Cleveland baseball team and the Texas Rangers have faced off in the first week of June. In fact, they did it many, many, many moons ago in 1974. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because there was something very, very special that happened 
on June 4th, 1974, in the city of Cleveland, when the Rangers took on the Indians. I'm ready. Ten Cent Beer Night. You ever heard of it? Do you think they do that around anywhere around here? Well, they don't do it anymore. <sighs> Definitely not with inflation. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not with inflation. I think... I think a regular beer at that time would have cost like fifty cents. Fifty cents, which would be like three fifty in today's. So dollar beer night. Yeah, if they did dollar beer night, I mean, think about that. Have you heard of dollar beer night anywhere? I think they have it at Applebee's. Dude, really cheap beers over at University Lanes on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Oh yeah, you can get dollar pitchers, right? Something crazy. Or you probably a dollar fifty now with inflation. Yeah, I we used to hit up Tuesday night. College night, university dollar lanes. Dollar, yeah. dollar games, dollar D- shoes. Dollar games, dollar shoes, dollar pizzas, dollar pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, that got out of hand a couple times. Oh, it And can. I'm glad you brought that up because it it felt a lot like what I'm about to tell you. I'm ready. There was some shit that got out of hand at university lanes, and there was some shit that got out of hand on June 4th, 1974 at Old Municipal Stadium on the, shears of, on the shores of Lake Erie. But I digress. Let's talk about the city of Cleveland leading up to this. The land. The land, if you will. Because I believe all of this kind of funnels into why this boiled over. In fact, there's an article that I got most of my information from written by Paul Jackson on ESPN in 2008 called The Night the Beer, the Night Beer and Violence Bubbled Over in Cleveland. That's, that's a hell of a title. It is. It is. And this guy's a hell of a writer. What year was that? What year was it written? What year was what year did the ten cent beer night happen? Nineteen seventy four. And they played who that night? The Texas Rangers. Okay, never mind. You're gonna have to follow along a little bit. No, 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 because I have a I have a connect. <laughs> Used to be a pitcher in the minors and the majors for a short period of time. He's now an older gentleman, like in his eighties. And uh like he was with the minors of Willie Mays. And uh Going to hint at something. He, we, I may try to have him on at some point. Or okay. I may, may try to just interview him when I'm there for audio for the pod. Okay. But just let it be known. If that 10 cent beer night was a night that he was there, I was going to. He ruins the Cleveland. He does not like the Cleveland Indians. No? Because. Uh, they Probably ruined, because of this shit. Wait till you hear what they be. fucking did. I'm ready. So, the Indians. Uh, they were playing, like I said, at Cleveland Municipal Stadium, and that was built in 1932. It was the first sports venue built entirely with public financing. It seated 75,000 fans, and at that time, it made it the largest stadium in America. So, it's growing. Cleveland is growing at that time. In 1928, Cleveland supplanted St. Louis as America's fifth largest metropolis. Three years later, it was closing in on Detroit for fourth place. So... As they're growing, they're building, they're becoming this huge, thriving town. They didn't yeah. realize that their city's growth spurt was was pretty much over at that time, you know, in 1932. Mm-hmm. Um, and they couldn't really have anticipated of the, the actions that took place in the decades following. By May 13th, 1974, Cleveland's civic optimism had long since passed, Cameron. In Cleveland a city which spring confines itself to the first week of June. The game time temperature had dropped to 45 degrees when the Indians beat the Red Sox 4-1 to one in front of just 4,200 fans. So a stadium that seats 75,000 right when baseball is peaking. That first week of June, 
4,000 fans. Mm. The Indians are bad. The attendance is low. And the city is really just not doing well. That record got broke this year, by the way. But we'll get to that. Yeah, the, the Indians, they, they were, uh, as this writer, Paul Jackson, puts it in this article, the 1974 Indians were a smorgasbord of mediocre and forgettable talent playing in an open-air mausoleum. 85% of the seats at home games went unsold. So the team's executive vice president, Ted Bonda, at the time, was trying Bundy? to figure out... No, 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 no. You got him confused. That, that guy was not a good guy. You he said, was was Bundy in the front office? Ted Bundy? He was in the front office of the Indians? No, no, no. Okay. I said Ted Bonda. Oh, I thought you said Bondy. Yeah, that Ted Bundy guy, he was a he was a real jerk, huh? <sighs> Anyways, back to it. Ted Bonda decided that uh he was going to try to spark some I don't know, some enthusiasm in the fans. Try to get yeah. something going because losing money not great. Not a good option if you are a sports owner. And it's not a good look for you either. So actually, he suggested copying the Texas Rangers, who had recently hosted a successful 10-cent beer night. Well, yeah, because they're in Texas. We know how to handle our alcohol. I don't know about all that, but they were able to pull this off a lot better. So they said, you know what? Maybe we'll just go ahead and try it. A lot of people were like, eh, I don't know about this. You know, the marketing team was a little... Seems a little odd there, Rich. Yeah, well, Ted, yeah, I don't know if... Uh... Old strategy, Cotton. <laughs> yeah. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. So, uh, anyways, to give you an idea, you know, I talked about Cleveland in the 30s and in the late 20s, right, and how they're really coming up. Well, by this time in the 70s, you got to think that uh, a lot of people knew Cleveland from the Cuyahoga River, which is a river that runs through the city. It had caught on fire. By 1952, it caught on fire for the ninth time, but it never really gotten a whole lot of national coverage, right? So... In 1969, the Cuyahoga River caught fire again. This time, flames reached five stories in height and burned for almost a half an hour. That's when people really started to take notice, okay? And uh, it sparked so much outrage that it led to the formation of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. So that's the type of shit that's happening in Cleveland. That's not exactly something good to be known for, at least I would say. In uh, the decade preceding 1974, more than 600 factories had closed. So jobs are just leaving the city left and right. It's in just disarray. The river's on fire. We're all homeless. Crime is way up. Our pets' heads are falling off. Really? I don't know about all that. Damn. I mean, it, it, it was just... It's a tough deal. You can imagine. And it's much like those cities that I had talked about where they were the, the third and the fourth. Sounds you know, like Pet Cemetery, dude. <laughs> the third and fourth biggest metropolises in the in the United States. You know, Detroit. Yeah. I mean, what is Detroit? You know what I mean? It's the same type of deal where it's an old factory Eight town. Mile. And <laughs> Eight Mile. Yeah, Mom's Spaghetti, dude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just uh, <laughs> it's a tough deal. You know, so that's just a little bit of the backstory on... What led up to these events here in 1974 and why the crowd may be the way it was? Maybe. It could also be the fact that the rules for this 10-cent beer night, because as Ted Bonda looked at it, he said, you know what? With all that I just said, the city of Cleveland could probably use a drink. So 10-cent beer night is on, Cameron. June 4th, 1974. The rules? Each fan could have six. Only? At one time. 
Oh! Yes. Wait a minute. Yes. What year is this? 1974. We need a hot tub time machine right now. Okay, you could go up there with six dimes and get six, I'm guessing 10, 12 ounce beers. I'd take 60 pennies. You could do that too. Any way you want to get there, you can do it. Six at a time. There was literally no system in place to prevent somebody going up there, getting six beers, handing it off to a 16-year-old, and then going right back up, getting six beers of their own. There was zero structure to this thing. It was, let's fucking get it on. That's what was going on here. This is incredible. It is. It is. So, a follow-up question. Sure. If you were there during this time, would you have tried the the 999? Oh, dude, I wouldn't have been eating hot dogs. No way. The, but the beers were cheaper there. Yeah, but you got to think. Like, the 999, if, for those of you who don't know, the 999 is nine dogs and nine beers in nine innings. But you could knock out three of the four, three or four of the dogs in the yeah, first inning. Yeah, but you only do that on dollar dog night because exactly. the deal... But those dogs aren't that good yeah, on dollar dog It's not dog about night. being good. It doesn't but matter. You, I want a good quality dog, dude. Dude, it does not matter. It mm. does not it matter. It does for the stomach because your stomach can be all effed up if you get a boiled dog. As well, yeah. You're you gonna, want, I want a grilled dog, well, dude. Well, then you can go fucking spend... I mean, a good dog at the ballpark is eight bucks. So you can go spend 80 bucks on fucking hot dogs and then $150 nowadays on nine beers. Go for it. I'm not going to stop you. What, what if we have sponsors? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If To answer your question, no. I would have been right there with what you're about to hear about with the rest of everybody else okay. who didn't seem to be much concerned fair enough. about fucking hot dogs. Fair enough. Fair enough. With that being said, again, you could get six. That's incredible to me. Six at a time. There was no TABC up there. No, there was no Texas alcohol. No. There, well, what what they call them up there? The CABC? I don't know. The, or no, OABC or something? The OABC. OBCA. OBCA. <laughs> All right. So many attendees opted to uh, go ahead and start a little early. A lot of them apparently oh, arriving to the tailgating. game. Yeah, doing a little tailgating. It says that they were arriving to the game either drunk or stoned or often both. Why would you go? I, I don't know if I'd tailgate for 10-cent beer. Now I'm getting all my beer inside. It's not that expensive. Well, you got to think. It's June 4th, right? So you're catching a little bit of a different crowd. The crowd that's coming in is younger, a lot younger. Yeah. A lot of college kids coming back in, a lot of people who are there for the party. you got to think all the other games are drawing 4,000 people. This one apparently was quite popular. How many people do you think went? Most games draw 4,000. This yeah, one 15. draws... 25. Really? 25,134 people, more than like triple the average crowd showed up. I'm doing math. Hang on. (laughs) Well, the math doesn't check out. I did triple the average crowd. Um, Let's see. They made $12,000 on beers. Everybody bought six beers. Well, you're about 20,000 people. You're about to find out that everyone bought a little bit more than six. This got out of control. Partly because the Rangers and the Indians played down in Arlington just the week before. On May 29th, a vicious brawl had erupted featuring headhunting pitchers, punches being thrown, beer cups being tossed at Indians players, and the Tribe actually lost that game 3-0. I I think it stemmed from a hard slide into second base and a fight started. Um, You know, and these things happen in baseball. 
And Billy Martin. You know who Billy Martin is? Yep. Legendary alcoholic. Yeah, don't, don't never knew him. Legendary drinker. Uh, really? Billy Martin was a very, very famous manager um, who had a, a very short temper, very high tolerance for alcohol, and very uh, drunk probably at the time. Probably was drinking a fair amount of ten cent beers himself that night, but he was the manager for the Rangers at the time. Yeah, and um, just a, a strange baseball personality. As these as these individuals find themselves floating through the game from time to time, and baseball is very much a sport of the Yogi Berras and the just interesting personalities. Make no mistake about it that Billy Martin was at the uh, highest of echelons when it comes to strange personalities in the game of Major League Baseball. So, with him being the manager of the Rangers, it was, again, another part of the formula for this perfect storm brewing in Cleveland on June 4th, 1974. Clevelanders' tempers were a bit on the uh, short side six days later because the Rangers had come to town. Again, they had just gotten a fight the week before. Now they're coming to Cleveland on 10-cent beer. Now we're going to y'all's turf. So, throughout that week, actually, I believe a lot of sports radio hosts... Um, or at least one of the sports radio hosts. I don't know how many there were. Pete Franklin was a big uh, guy in Cleveland at the time, and they were just kind of talking shit about the Rangers and, you know, getting people riled up. The sports writers were getting people riled up. Sports radio was getting people riled up. It was definitely building up to this. uh, So they were fueling the fire. They were fueling the fire. That's exactly right. So hundreds of fans. Now it's time for the game. Let's, Let's fast forward. It's time for the game. Hundreds of fans showed up. Again, a little drunk, a little stoned. They're having a good time, drinking 10-cent beers. And then explosions started coming out of the stands from the first pitch. Apparently, a lot of these kids brought firecrackers and cherry bombs with them. You ever done that at a major league sporting event? No. Neither have I. It created a war zone ambiance that seemed uh, increasingly appropriate as time moved on throughout these nine innings. Okay. In fact, there was a kind of a, a, a gunpowder and marijuana smoke just floating through the stadium, as they say on that night in early June in Cleveland. The Rangers took the lead in the top of the second inning on a home run by DH Tom Grieve. You know Tom Grieve, Rangers announcer for many, many years. Good guy. They, he actually has an account of this game on YouTube. If you go uh, type in Tom Grieve Ten Cent Beer Night. Okay, so he's got a he's got a full on. I was, I was just actually thinking. I wonder if there's any like video stuff of this. Oh yeah, there there is. Look it up. Video content. Just a few pitches later, a heavy set woman sitting near first base jumped the wall. Okay. Ran to the Indians on deck circle, bared her enormous unhindered breast to appreciative applause from the beer goggled teenagers who made up the stadium's primary demographic that night. She was showing titties. She was flashing them tig old bitties. Mm. Mm, she actually mm. then tried to unsuccessfully kiss umpire crew chief Nestor Shylack. Mm. He wasn't having it, apparently. You know how these he, umpires he are. ejector? Nah, well, I think he just said, it, you know, that's a warning. That's a warning, you big-breasted whore. I would have uh, ejected her. <laughs> would you have? You just said, Get hey, out! you're out of here. Out of here. I'll meet you down in the clubhouse later. Very soon. But you get out for now. Get yourself together. Probably his wife, dude. It was probably his wife. Grieve went on to hit another home run in the fourth inning, and he had not yet rounded third base when a man entirely naked ran onto the field, slid into second. Jesus Christ. That's got to suck. Would you slide? How much money would it take for you to be completely nude 
and slide full speed into second base. Not enough. I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it for a grand. He slid head first. Uh, no, no, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't actually say whether oh. he slid head first or not. Head first or ass first. Mangled up all of his bits. Either one is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. I'd try to shake ass first. Get more meat. Oh, to dude. Yeah, that would be a little red ass. And you know, you got to think back in 1974, that gravelly fucking infield just mm. had to be awful. Mm. You know, oh. legend says they never caught him either. He just ran off. How do you not find that fucking guy? Maybe with Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not find the bloody naked guy who jumped? Hey, man, back in my day, Saban, I got shit on me, man. I slid my naked ass in the second base of the 10-cent beer night. We do things right around here. Texas A&M, I slide naked at the baseball game. <laughs> oh, man, in the fifth inning, two men in the outfield got into the act, jumping the wall and mooning the Rangers outfielders. A lot of nudism going on here. What a lot of wrong streaking. with y'all? Yeah, people are having a good time, man. It's summertime in Cleveland. Summer, summer, summer. You know, it's a little hot outside. The river's on fire. People are ditching their clothes to enjoy some baseball. Each Texas player received a lusty chorus of booze as he stepped to the plate. War drums were beating from the nosebleed seats, and they kept a quicker-than-usual tempo. You know, there's a guy named John Adams who went to these Indians games regularly. I wonder if it was him. He was the Indians drummer. For years and years and years, all throughout the 90s, the early 2000s, you know, uh, up until really uh, COVID, probably. John Adams. John Adams was the Indians drummer. I wonder if he was the man beating the war drums from the nosebleed seats. But just imagine the scene. There's pot smoke rolling through from the from from the bleachers down onto the field. Firecrackers going off left yeah. and right. There's a drum just just going like uh, it, it would be quite the scene. And everyone is just blackout drunk, it sounds like. People are just running around the field naked. Absolutely mind-blowing. In the fourth inning, Indians batter LaRon Lee swatted a line drive back to Rangers pitcher Fergie Jenkins. And the fans began to clap and say, Hit him again! Hit him again! So you can see that the uh, uptick in violence is, is growing. What's wrong with you, Cleveland? It sounds like a typical weekend in Portland, though. I think it was a Tuesday. Hmm. Later that inning, Lee was called safe at a close play at third, and Billy Martin uh, made his way out to the field. Rangers manager came out to argue. A large number of plastic cups sold to that point. Many still full of beer found uh, Billy Martin, and they were just shucking him at him, dude. He his his presence on the field was found to be offensive to the Indians fans, and they let him have it. As he returned to the dugout, the Rangers manager blew kisses into the stands. The guy's a fucking psychopath, and he was probably as drunk as any teenager oh, in the stands that He was night. 10 sitting it up. Absolutely. How many dimes do you think Billy Martin brought to the stands that day? 100. 100 dimes? You think, think he drank, uh, what is that, 1,000 beers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be 100 beers. If he brought a hundred dot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. hundred. I did. I did. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. I am not a smart man. Whoa. I am not a smart man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we on the moon? Now, uh, as the night wore on, <laughs> the crowds uh, they grew bolder. Hey, man, you ever you ever done math over there, Daniel? <laughs> Packs of fans frequently scurried across the outfield. One man tossed a tennis ball into center field and then scrambled after it. Imagine that happening in any Major League Baseball game. He just throws it out there and goes and gets it like he's playing fetch with his fucking self. <laughs> Dude, the, I, I'd like 
Is it bad that I wish I was there? No, it's not bad. Everyone wishes they were there. Ten cent beer night. That's all fun and games until things kind of start getting a little more tense right around the later innings. The rain of beer became a hail of rocks, batteries, golf balls, and anything not bolted down. In 1974, it did not occur to the Indians organization to request any additional police presence for their beer-fueled promotion. I think they had 50 police officers there, and any municipal police were in the stadium that night. They were off-duty and quite possibly as drunk as anyone else. So you really can't expect a whole lot. No surprise, demand for beer surpassed the Indians' capacity to ferry it to concession stands, and that led to fans lining up behind the outfield fences to have their cups filled directly from the Stroh's company trucks. So they were just going out there and filling up fucking mugs of beer. At the trucks? Yeah, and the guys or the girls running this truck were two teenage girls. Oh, that's legal. Yeah, that's that probably didn't go very well. That probably got weird. All these drunk factory well, workers. Back then it was different. <laughs> yeah, back then it was way different. Drunk factory workers yelling at teenage girls to fill up their mugs of beer. Really, I don't even think people were paying for them anymore. It was just free beer night at a certain point. Yeah, it's, it's kind of out of hand at this point. The public address announcer reminded spectators not to litter onto the field. You think that went well? No. They no. booed. No, it didn't. And, uh... They refused, and the litter just rained down even harder onto the field. Kept the grounds crew busy. They hadn't sat down since the second inning. Outfield fans used them as moving targets. Another woman jumped out of the stands waving, though she did not show her tig old bitties. And uh, ushers forced her to the ground, (laughs) prompting a storm of boos and shouts of police brutality. So as people are going out onto the field, ushers are stopping them, and the crowd is just yelling, Police brutality! (laughs) Yeah! One fan threw a lit firecracker into the Rangers' bullpen like a grenade. Oh, my gosh! Shylock, the umpire, ordered both bullpens to be evacuated, but he did not think that it was a good time to stop the game. Mike Hargrove came in to play first base for the Rangers. The baseline fans greeted him with a half-full jug of Thunderbird wine that missed his head by inches. You know Thunderbird? Who the fuck is sneaking Thunderbird wine into 10-cent beer now? Well, they don't like beer. Well, that, then Roll you're... up another joint. I had a joint and fire it up. I said fire it up. Why don't you fire it up? Get the whiskey beer. Something like that. Um, Thunderbird will do just fine. Thunderbird will do just fine. I don't think that's the same Thunderbird, is it? I guess it is. Yeah, it is. Thunderbird wine. And again, that was thrown at Mike Hargrove at his head. Missed it by inches. Streakers stripped leisurely on the field of play, abandoning their clothes in a pile Mm, in left center field. Mm, Of course. So there's a pile of clothes. There's naked people everywhere. Fans along the third base side began removing the padding on the left field wall. They nearly succeeded in taking a large chunk into the stands. And in the seventh inning, baseball fans in the crowd gathered their families and left the stadium like refugees. I'm talking about the real fans, the people that... That that were there to see the game. The people that fucking went there and took their families. Spent their hard-earned money. Read the room, man. What do you think is going to happen? 
you would just imagine they they got their you kids know uh, shielding their kids from beers <laughs> flying everywhere. There's a family there. It's the mom, the dad, and two young kids. And she's like, Joe, Joe, I told you this would bad be a bad idea. Shut up, shut up. Go tribe, woo, go tribe. Ten cent beers, ten cent beer night, baby. Joe, Joe, the kids though. Joe, Joe, come here. They need kid. to get dinner. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Joe. Joe, they can't just keep eating the wrappers off of other people's popcorns that is thrown on the ground. We need to get them some nachos. Listen, listen here, Sharon. Get them a beer and tell I'm them to shut up. Just enough dimes for nine beers. I didn't factor in any Cracker Jacks or hot dogs. If you don't like it, get the fuck out of here. And I wonder if the kid that, oh, it's probably one of Jimbo. Jimbo was, that's probably his dad. So Jimbo's like, hey, daddy, I'm going to go sign in the second base naked. No, no, <laughs> it's not. It is not. Oh, the 70s are a wild time, it seems like. Anyways, uh, yeah, so they started gathering their families, and they left the stadium like refugees. In the eighth inning, the uh, the radio announcers noticed Bonda. You remember Ted Bonda? Ted Bundy Bonda? Oh, yeah, Ted Bundy. He and other members of the Indians' front office leaving the ballpark, doing their best to look casual. Like Take sneaking that. out. There ain't no casual there, man. Like the embassy has been raided and we need to get the fuck out of here, man. Olympus like, has fallen. <laughs> Olympus has fallen. Look cool. Look cool. They got the Groucho Marx mustaches on. <laughs> like, we oh are my God. Shit out of luck here, boys. Guys, uh, if anybody asks, you never saw anything. We and actually then, did not come to the game this night. Yeah, in the ninth inning. The Indians mounted a rally. So the game is still going on at this point. You got streakers on the field, firecrackers, pot smoke, f- naked women. Crank. You know, it's just, it's out of control. Heroin. Unlimited beer, it seems like. And Thunderbird wine being chucked onto the field. And anyways, all the while, the Indians come, uh, come back from a 5-1 deficit and tie I mean, the game at five in the ninth inning. Oh my gosh. A young man, it's at this point where a young man jumped out of the outfield seats, flipped the cap off Rangers outfielder Jeff Burrow's head, turned to con- and, and the outfielder turned to confront the fan. He tripped over his own feet in the process. The fan did? No, the, the, the outfielder, Jeff oh, Burrow's. No. So this is where things get a little bit interesting because the fan claims that Jeff Burrow's kicked him. Jeff Burrow's says that, you know, nothing really happened. Anyways, it doesn't really matter the slope of the diamond from the dugout made it impossible to see what Billy Martin uh, made it impossible to see for Billy Martin. But all he saw was the outfielder on the ground and fans coming after him. So he turns to his team in the Ranger dugout and says, "Let's go get them, boys!" And the Rangers grab baseball bats oh, and shit. haul ass out to the outfield. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're ready to war. That's how you know Billy Martin was indulging in some fucking Thunderbird wine. Nah, himself. he was ready for war. <laughs> Let's go get them, boys. And they grab fungo bats and go out there ready to go, dude. Um, and Let's they go, go out- get them, boys. <laughs> Let's go get them, boys, you see? Uh, <laughs> when they reached the outfield, the Rangers found Burroughs flustered but unharmed. The jovial, frolicking nudist had disappeared. The mob that replaced it brandished an arsenal that made Martin's Louisville slugger look like a child's toy. Rangers manager spotted people wielding chains, knives, clubs, fashioned from pieces of stadium seats. The 25 Texas players quickly found themselves surrounded by 200 angry drunks, and they realized they had been ambushed. Oh, no. The war drum continuing on. 
firecrackers popping in the distance. Cleveland Indians fans just, oh! Chief Wahoo comes out. The chief himself fucking launching oh. arrows into the sky. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, how are you? That's, that's when the riot began, Cameron. Indians manager Ken Aspermonte, he did the same thing. He ordered his players onto the field with bats, but in hopes to protect the Rangers from his own ruly fans, a move that has never quite been done before. Unity! That's when a fight started between the players and the fans. All the while... Tate and Score, I believe it's Joe Tate and Herb Score were the uh, announcers for they're the Indians at the time. And they are just commentating it, and they're kind of uh, really upset about the whole deal. One of the things that stuck out to me that uh, Tate said was, the whole thing is dis- disintegrated now, and now we've got another fight going with fans and ball players. Hargrove has hit some kid on the ground, and he's really administering a beating. Score says... Well, that fellow came up and hit him from behind. That's what happens. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's just wild, man. The 70s are just... It, it is just... Uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. The more interesting thing is in hopes of settling down the crowd, they decided to send the organist back up and play Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Shut up. I swear to God. And that is when, you know, things kind of uh, picked up, but we really are nearing the end now as Shylock, the home plate umpire and the umpire crew chief, uh, he had a moment where he saw a hunting knife stick in the ground behind him, blade down into the grass behind his leg. That's when he calls off the game. Mm. Beat reporters were working hard that night. They were going in, getting interviews from fans and people in the... uh, locker rooms and they talked to Billy Martin he said that was the closest you're ever going to see someone getting killed in a game of baseball Burroughs seemed to be surrounded maybe it was silly for us to go out there but we weren't about to leave a man on the field unprotected it seemed that he might be destroyed Burroughs he was surprisingly calm for having been attacked by a fan and really having been a part of the entire night itself when asked by one reporter, uh, he actually had to ask a reporter whether a forfeit would erase his 0 for 3 at the plate that night. The writer unfortunately told him it would not. The records would stand. Tom Grieve yeah. hit two home runs that oh. night. So good for him that it didn't erase those records. Indians manager Ken Aspermonte, he took a wider view of the events, and he said it's not just baseball. It's the society we live in. Nobody seems to care about anything. We complained about the people in Arlington last week when they threw beer on us and taunted us to fight. But look at our people. They were worse. I don't know what it is, and I don't know who's to blame, but I'm scared. The owner. <laughs> yeah, you think it's Ted, uh, what is Ted his fucking Bundy? name? Yeah, uh, the Indians finished that season 77 and 85, and uh, Aspermonte lost his job. You know who uh, took his job? Ted Bundy. Frank Robinson, not Ted Bundy. Good guess, though. Shylock and his crew were criticized for not ending the game sooner. When he was interviewed, he said, fucking animals, you just can't pull back a pack of animals. When uncontrolled beasts are out there, you got to do something. I saw two guys with knives, and I got hit with a chair. If the fucking war is on tomorrow, I'm going to join the other side to get a shot at them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's the head umpire. Oh, my gosh. The Cleveland Police Department arrived in force soon after the game was forfeited. Nine fans were arrested. Indians Indians players volunteered to escort their Texas colleagues to the team bus. And in the wake of the debacle, 
Actually, one of my favorite things is there was a, there, after the game had ended and everybody had gone home, the stadium was pretty much empty except for one reporter and 15 Indians fans, Indians teenage fans, and they were drunkard and shit, standing on top of the Rangers dugout, <laughs> asking them to come out and fight. And the reporter said, dude, the Rangers went home two hours ago. And one of the kids just punched him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Come out and fight, you pussies! (laughs) Hey, man. They went home two hours ago. Fuck you! (laughs) Bam! Whack! They're just fighting everything. So in the wake of the debacle, the Indians announced that drastic measures would be taken to prevent further chaos. Did you say drastic measures? Yes, yes. Drastic, not Jurassic. You just said Jurassic. No, I didn't. I said drastic. You said Jurassic. It's not. It's not Jurassic measures. You said Jurassic measures. Isn't that a movie that's out right now? Oh. Oh God. That was was my dinosaur impression. Oh God, that that was a Velociraptor. In the wake of the debacle, the Indians announced (laughs) that drastic measures would be taken to prevent further chaos at all future promotions. Offering 10-cent beer night. Three more of them were planned. Are you serious? Fans would be restricted to only four cups apiece that night. No exceptions. Good. You guys are animals. They still carried on with the fucking 10-cent beer night after this had happened. As of this day, because the fans were running onto the field, ditching their clothes, sliding into second base... Many times the bases were stolen that night, not by players advancing from first to second, but from fans. (laughs) Grabbing them. Grabbing them and running back into the stands. Hell yeah. None of those bases have ever been returned. Really? Don't you think that's something that's probably going on in Cleveland? Those bases are getting passed down from family member to family member. I got this. Hey, son. Hey, Jimbo here. I got my passion down this this base that I slid bare-ass naked into. (laughs) A little Jimbo Fisher stole it when he was five years old. Yeah. I slid bare-ass naked in there. Skinned up my dick. (laughs) Skinned up my dick. Oh, man. Skinned up my little Jimbo. Again, that's uh, Paul Jackson's reporting in 2008 of the night beer and violence bubbled over in Cleveland. Ten-cent beer night, June 4th, 1974. That was fun. Moment of silence for the Indians. Yeah, man, that sucks, dude. I got an announcement. What's your announcement? I uh, got a new song coming out. Do you? And uh, I wanted to talk about it here. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got a couple weeks away from it being released. We don't have an exact date set yet, but got a new song called Picture Perfect coming out here in the next few weeks. We're looking out for it. And um, also, we started production on three more songs this week. So I'll be uh, on more tunes, just more tunes. So I'll be releasing a bunch of music here soon. Do you have an, uh, an album in the works? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Just music. I just played footsies with you. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I, I enjoyed it. I did not. I enjoyed it. I did not. Um, that is cool, man. Do you have any uh, sneak peeks for us? No, okay. I don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. Will we be the first to know? Maybe. Maybe the second to know, as Chris Stapleton would say. You also have a huge announcement that I want to make for you. Because this seems like probably, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong about this, but you are playing a concert with what I believe is your biggest uh, name to play alongside yet. Well, since you've known me. 
since I've known you. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Been a, been a couple years. Go ahead. I'll you're playing. You you're opening for William Clark Green. Yeah, next weekend. Next weekend yeah. in uh, St. Joe, Joe, Texas, Red River Station. So we're on the road tomorrow night. We're in. Uh, we're at Begilly's Choctaw. They're Durant. We're there tomorrow night. The next Friday, I'm up in Oklahoma City, the Omni, at okay. uh, Oklahoma City Tap House. And then next Saturday night, we're at Red River Station with William Clark Green. Are you going? I am. Have you got your tickets? I have not. I would. Yeah, I will. Tickets. I mean, tables sold out. Yes. So I'd go ahead and grab your tickets. I am. I am going to. We were contemplating the uh, the the tables. Tables are gone. Apparently, Nick knew somebody, and that went along all week. And then I got a text saying, "Don't know anybody. Let's go GA." <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna definitely do that. Um, I'll do that actually uh, before I leave your house here tonight. Smart. I will Smart definitely man. do that. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Are you nerve? Have you ever played with anyone of his? Yeah, man. Yeah, and I've played some big ones. Like I'm, ex- I'm just excited. I'm really just really fueled up. I'm next week's gonna be a busy week for me because of work too. Like work and with stuff going on with music. Like I've got all kinds of stuff going on with music and I got work stuff to do. So I'm gonna be pretty busy next week. We'll get we'll be able to record. We'll have a, we'll have a podcast. That sure, we'll sure. Do but I'm gonna have a busy week during the days next week getting everything ready for. All kinds of stuff. So, you know, they'll be looking out. We got a lot of things we're working on. I'm going to go ahead and hint at it if you listen to the podcast because a handful of CH fans that listen to the podcast. But uh, we're going to be doing – we may or may not be doing a special limited edition July merch drop for Cameron Hobbs merch. So y'all uh, be looking for that, checking that out. All right. It's going to be cool, but, you know. <laughs> That's all we got for today. We're gonna be talking about your concert a little bit next week. I'm gonna, man. Let's do a little. We'll do a little quizzing next week. We'll yeah, do some we'll, fun stuff. We'll do a little music. A little muse in the. <laughs> nah, I got you there. We'll do a little music though next week. Do a little music talking. Get to know people a little better. Y'all follow us on the Twitter at LTWN Pod. Follow us anywhere you find your podcast. Somebody send me a fucking email. How about that? So, on the on the pod. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. Okay. Let's read it. Oh, oh, LTWN. No, no, I said someone send me one. Oh, I thought somebody sent you one. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. At, L- <laughs> at LTWNpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Send yeah. us an email. Ask some some questions, Freaking please. email, dude. We love everything. Yeah. We're getting excited. We're back. Hey, we told you guys we're back. We're freaking back. Let's get it. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Baby, I'm gonna go to the movie theater and watch Twilight.